well in your beds. Because if this thing comes true, there ain't gonna be any more. It's an elevator. Somebody sent those dead up here to get us. Now, there's no controls inside, but there's maintenance overrides in there. I was wrong. We were so wrong. We must leave. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film fiction and all that's fantastic. I have one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan, this is Eric. Eric, how's it going, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going, my friend? Good. Excellent. And we're we're, we're a packed night tonight. We have uh, two uh, people that are either on other podcasts usually or have not been on the podcast recently, but they're both here tonight. And one of them is a Connecticut American. This is Chrissy. Chrissy, how are you? Oh, great. Finished a short story about a volcano today. I'm happy. Very good. Very good. And speaking, speaking of Chrissy, I heard the next episode will be a Chrissy episode because it's going to be the deep ones. Uh, that episode is coming out next. So for folks who are uh, interested. And then we have from the state of Missouri. Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going, sir? Not bad. Not bad Excellent. at all. Good to hear it, good to hear it. All right, so uh, for folks who are curious, who have stumbled upon us, who don't know anything about us, or even if you do, uh, you're going to have to hear about it anyway. We are the Dark Discussions Podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussion News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. We are uh, a podcast that talks about films, mostly horror films, but sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, cult films, uh, and the like. We also try to talk intelligently about a genre that now deserves intelligence. It used to be poo-pooda back in the day, but not anymore. Also, uh, we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, where you can email us and we will read your part. We'll read your email on the podcast. And we also have something else on darkdiscussions.com. Eric, what is that? Well, you can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing the show is not free. We have to pay for things like computer equipment and web server hosting and movie tickets and all that kind of stuff. So if you'd like to help off... <laughs> Try that in English. Uh, if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing the show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions uh, or follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And we have a couple of uh, choices already that we're going to be recording later in the year, and we will release them. We did three already this year, and 
released them, so a couple of episodes ago. Also, we do have uh, another way you can email us. You can just go to darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us on the menu, uh, the top of any page, and there will be a, a form that will pop up, and you can email us that way as well. Uh, so that's pretty much it there. We may have some news uh, at the end of the podcast and what we've been watching, uh, but I guess we can get into our podcast tonight, except for one thing, which is today is May 12th, 2022, for folks who are curious, because sometimes these episodes are not released right the following week after they're recorded, for some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious. I get so the with, sense that Deep Ones was recorded when there was still snow on the ground. Yes, that was recorded December 6th or something like that of 2021, so uh, that's a episode Four, five months old now, and uh, it's finally being released. So Mike is right. So there you go. That's the reason why we're date stamping specifically for our listener, Pam. And now, uh, Eric, after that, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about the movie currently available on the Shutter streaming service starring Elijah Cuthbert called The Cellar. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's so ugly. You know, when I was a kid, I would have loved to have lived in a place like this. What's in there? That's the cellar. Filthy. I like to think of it as character. Mom, Dad, get me out. Hang on, Ellie. Dad, come on. Mom, get me out. I'm done here. I need you to watch Steven tonight. So you're leaving us here on our first night. Go down and check the circuit breaker. No, I'm scared. There's 10 steps to the bottom. Count each step. Can you do that? One, two. You're doing great, Ellie. Keep counting. Three. Unfortunately, something happened in the cellar. What about this? It's definitely a representation for a dimension. There's symbols above all the doors. An ancient evil. Delta, point vector, epsilon. There's something in there. It looks like Ellie. It's here. That's right. The Cellar is a 2022 film. Uh, it's from Ireland, but also produced uh, or financed by Belgium. It's a RLJE film, which is a, a film that company that releases a lot of good indie films. Usually, uh, this film is directed by someone named Brandon Muldowney. Uh, he's done a couple, uh, three other films, but I'm not familiar with them. Uh, the film stars, as Eric mentioned, the uh, uh, Canadian actress Alicia Cuthbert, as well as Ian McKen uh, as the male lead. Uh, the film was uh, filmed entirely in Roscommon, Ireland, uh, which is a county and, and a city. Whatever. Whatever. I, I don't know how to say it, but Kevin said it. Roscommon. Roscommon. I just Roscommon. Yeah, so I, what I was doing was I was 
pronouncing it based off of its spelling rather than where you're supposed to put the emphasis and stuff, which I do with a lot of words, unfortunately. Um, the film originally premiered at South by Southwest in 2022, March, and then was released on Shutter uh, April 15th, 2022. Um, so there's that. Uh, the film's getting fairly decent reviews. Um, and I guess we can probably get around to uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. But I do want to say one thing. We are all old when Alicia Cuthbert is now playing a mother. Yes, of I, was just, I was just I was just about to say that. Elijah yeah. Cuthbert, no, she's playing yeah, the mother of a teenager. Because <laughs> we're all fucking old. Uh yeah. Yeah. that played the daughter on twenty four. Yeah, that's exactly how I think of her too. Daughter on twenty four. I'm old. But like <laughs> like twenty four, she still has trouble with large hairy things. There's wow. a okay. If we're, anyway. well, the, one, one of the most <laughs> infamous sounded weird. One of the most infamous moments in twenty four was when she's just like the writers clearly said, "What do we do with Kim? Uh, mountain lion? Sure, why not?" <laughs> anyway, let's get into uh, our uh, our opinion of this film and how we heard about this film. And uh, let's start with you, Eric, since you were the one that uh, brought it to our attention. Well, I discovered this film when I was looking around. Um, I have started a YouTube channel uh, where I do movie reviews called Eric's Movie Corner. And I also discovered that a friend of mine uh, really hasn't seen any movies. Um, so I thought it might be fun to film some reaction videos with him since he hasn't seen like he hasn't seen anything. Oh, this one uh, like, would like be Jaws, The Exorcist, The Omen. Uh, the thing, nothing. He's seen nothing. So I. Thought, oh my god! It sounds like me before I started this podcast. <laughs> but there's uh, another me I, I out there. To make sure <laughs> that I was technically capable of filming a reaction video because, quite frankly, it's a huge pain in the ass to get it without getting flagged for copyright. Um, so I had to find a movie that I had not seen before. Uh, to do a tech test and film myself reacting to a movie before I wasted my friend's time. So The Cellar is a movie that I found on Shudder uh, that I had not seen before in order to uh, test out my tech skills and film myself reacting to it. Uh, and I did that, and that's up on my YouTube channel now at Eric's Movie Corner. Watch the movie before you watch the reaction. Um, I was going to so, say, because your, your movie channel has been about classic films and Without giving my opinion away of, of the seller, the one thing I will say about it is that it is not at the moment considered a, a classic film. No, 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 it's not. Um, but it's it's pointless to film a reaction video of something you've seen before because you won't really react, right? Um, so I had to do it on something newer. Anywho, uh, that's how I ended up watching the movie. Uh, I liked it. Uh, it's, you know, it's not a masterpiece. Uh, it's, it's not something to enter into the annals of history, uh, but it's a good time. Uh, it's worth checking out if you have Shudder. Um, I thought Elijah Cuthbert was just fine. Um, I thought there was some pretty good atmosphere, uh, in the movie. Uh, there are some things that, um, I really would have liked to have explained better than they did, but we'll get all into that post spoiler flag. Um, so in general, I liked it. And if you have Shudder, I think it's worth a watch. All right. Sounds good. Uh, for me, um, I actually heard about this film because of Eric. Otherwise, I had no idea or anything about this film, no, nothing about it. Uh, I, I 
didn't even know it was Alicia Cuthbert in the film until I looked it up after or, or middle of the film. Uh, cause I, I honestly have never seen her in anything because I have never watched 24 or any of her films, but I do know of her because she's attractive. Um, so I, uh, saw it, uh, this morning and, um, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. This is a really good film. Uh, there's, there's problems. Um, I know Chrissy said there wasn't many jump scares, but I felt there was a, a good many. But uh, the film was really scary. It was uh, atmospheric, as Eric said. Um, it's it's not perfect, as Eric said. There, there's some flaws. I mean, there's a reason why H.P. Lovecraft was a great writer, because not only did he write good stories, but he wrote how the people who starred in his stories would go insane when they saw the things they saw, because how would you not go insane by seeing the things you saw here? I didn't feel that was the case. If, if that was me, if I was playing Alicia Cuthbert's character, I would have gone nuts and had a nervous breakdown, but they would have stripped in front of the mirror. Let's be honest. They were way too, well, yeah, that's a fair point, but uh, they were way too um, uh, casual and, and composed. I would not have been at all because this would have destroyed my my mental fatigue uh, because um, seeing what I saw in the world that I think exists, even if quantum physics is somewhat involved still would make me say, yeah, there's something wrong here. And I, I, this is not, I'm I'm gone, but otherwise uh, is a great film. Otherwise uh, it's probably my second favorite horror film of the year so far. Uh, fortunately, uh, two weeks in a row, we've had really good films. Uh, this one was really good. While well, last week's was, in my opinion, an instant classic. Uh, that was the cursed. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I recommend uh, for me. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, I really like the film. Um, I wasn't sure what to make of it. I'd heard of it from, uh, I think I'd seen it. I'd seen it advertised, and I heard a review from uh, M.L. Miller Frights on YouTube. Um, and he's somebody I, I've been following for years, uh, because he usually watches like almost everything and usually has a lot of, uh, obscure films, but I know it popped up on my feed on shutter. So I was aware of it and I was curious to try it out. And apparently it's based on a short, uh, and that's one of those shorts that gets expanded into a full length feature. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a whole lot. I didn't like it as much as, uh, as cursed. Uh, or X or Hatch, as a matter of fact, but I did still really like it. I think it's a very solid film. And there's there's a moment at the end that kind of, you know what I mean when I say it got me, you know, where I, I if I was in a theater, I would have jumped. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's that's hard to do. You know, there are certainly scenes where that sent a chill down my spine um, closer to the end. I have some very minor, minor nitpicks, one of which was just a sound design issue, <laughs> and which is a strange thing. Um, but they're fairly minor. Um, I, I, you know what, Mike? I might know what you're talking about. Okay. I'll be curious. <laughs> does, does it involve a video game? No, it does not involve oh, a video oh, game. Me, right. I don't know fortunately, that. Fortunately, they showed the video game, and I was like, okay, fair enough. It was the right video game. No, this was actually involved something else that you play with. Um, oh, that's but... Mike. <laughs> okay, I was about to say something, but I won't. So. so... 
<laughs> no, I, I did like it. Um, I, it, it. It could be tightened a little bit. I don't think it it's a little over an hour and a half. Um, I think maybe they could have trimmed a little bit. There was a. It's actually about an hour and twenty five. Every movie, Mike. There was a five-minute uh, credit sequence, and Mike does say that with every movie. Episode. He does. Well, yeah. not every movie, but yeah, I think this is one where the uh, there was a one scene in particular that I didn't think needed to be there, and I'll explain that when we get to it. All right, sounds good. All right, let's go with you, Mister Letts. I saw. Um, I think. I, well, I first heard of this movie because I was on Shutter, and I saw like coming soon. Um, kind of an advertisement on, on the shutter channel itself. And this is something that it's like, well, oh, this looks interesting. And when you said, Oh yeah, we're going to do this for dark discussions. I thought, Oh, well I I wanted to watch it anyway. And then uh, I saw Eric's movie corner video and uh, I didn't watch it yet because I wanted to watch the movie first before I actually watched the video, you know, avoid spoilers and uh, so now that I've seen that, now I'll watch Eric's movie video um, video on this one because um, I'll, I'll put even though Eric is here, even if he wasn't here, I would say this: watch Eric's movie corner. It is a lot of fun to watch. It's very enjoyable, and I and I'm glad he's putting it up. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, yeah, it, videos it, are, it, it, videos are good, but they could be shorter. <laughs> no, they I can't. They, they, I, they're not I, long enough. I think they are the appropriate length, and I think <laughs> he has else? very good. And, and no, Eric is not paying me, and I think he has good, you know, effects in there. And it, it, it's like I said, it is fun to watch, and so I look forward to seeing this recent installment. Uh, now that I've seen the movie, and I thought this movie was pretty good. It's definitely one of the better ones this year. One of the better ones on Shutter, and uh, yeah, they 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 did well with this one. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Chrissy. Uh, I heard about this because I found out I was going to have some time this week um, to watch a movie. And I was like, oh, Barrett, what are you guys doing? And he said, the seller. And I went, okay. <laughs> so that's how I found out about it. Um, I Interestingly enough, when I went into my shutter, um, I guess I had added this to my list. Um, so it was already on my watch list and I guess it just kept slipping down. Um, although I haven't been much on shutter lately. Um, I really did like this film. Um, I think everything you guys said is, is pretty much, um, spot on. I thought the atmosphere was really well done. Um, I thought they did a lot of nice things with, um, symbolism um i thought there was a nice there were a couple of major themes if you were to look at this movie a little more deeply um that go beyond the typical lovecraftian type of themes like the knowledge that should not be known which is kind of what phil was talking about um and how it drives a person mad um i didn't quite think that was really i think there were other themes that were being addressed here um I mean, those Lovecraftian ones were there, but they were not the focus. I think there was really other stuff going on in this. Um, I really did appreciate trying to be spoiler free. um, The fact that they sort of took a couple of what seemed to be opposing ancient wisdoms 
and kind of blended them together. I thought that was really well done and interesting. Um, I thought the acting was good, and I really need to give them props for, um, as Mike pointed out, there were some damn creepy moments in this, like really chilling. Um, And chilling in a way that is more like disturbing to your core rather than like, um, outwardly upsetting. Like they're very unsettling. They really got under your skin. And I liked that very much. Um, and anyway, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much my summation of it. I thought it was a great way to spend an hour and a half. I really enjoyed it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mr. Barrett. Yeah, I liked the movie. Um, I kind of felt some echoes of Prince of Darkness from it, the whole um, equation thing and uh, some of that. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, it's it's not my number one film of the year, but I, I enjoyed watching it. I thought the acting was good. And there are some pretty creepy scenes that were that got me. That's it. Anything else? No. Nope. Okay, that's it. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, you know, there was a lot of echoes of a lot of films, from Mothman prophecy, prophecies to The Omen to various other films. Uh, we can probably get into some of those if we want to. Otherwise, uh, no big deal. But uh, with that, uh, Eric, do we have a wiki or a IMDb or whatever? Wiki, wiki. Oh, Jesus! Sorry, my scroll just went out of control. Here we go. Carol Woods' daughter mysteriously vanishes in the cellar of their new house. She soon discovers there is an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home that she will have to face or risk losing her family's souls forever. All right, sounds good. Uh, I must say that uh, I I wish I I, I hadn't read that because I read that before before watching the film because that is as bad as watching a trailer i'd rather <laughs> have gone in completely blind not knowing anything um but that that is true that is true generally what what, what is there well let's so. be fair this is a film that has suffered uh cursed with the generic horror movie title yeah and, um, uh, and, and i mean for me, i was i didn't had no idea what to expect going into it i was kind of expecting it to be a um, you know, I don't. Last year we did a movie called uh, "Don't Go Into the Attic." So I, was, I, I mean, I had no idea where we were when we started. I thought because I saw some Greek letters outside the house, I thought maybe this was going to be a a frat. I had no no, no clue. So um, yeah, yeah, I like this. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I don't know. If you're going to go in blind, you need to read something. Otherwise, there's no reason to check this film out. Right. Well, well, once once uh, we chose the film, it was like oh, I don't need to know anything. So I wish I hadn't read it. That's all. Yeah. No, I would um, I would recommend that. This is definitely one that if you're going to watch it, you kind of do have to go into it as spoiler free as you can. So before we put up the spoiler alert, I think we should just remind all the listeners again. Really, don't. I mean, unless you don't care. This I, I just kept thinking if I had seen the trailer for this and kind of figured it out from the trailer, I would have not enjoyed this movie. It really is one of those that you just got to ride with it. Yeah, what it, what it does do really well is... I, actually, uh, I... Prince, Prince of Darkness was one. Uh, is it might be another one. Um, Mike, you cut out for a second. What does it do really well? I say combining the, 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 the science and the, the demonic 
And so I said something like, um, uh, like the Mothman event horizon. Uh, I guess, uh, I was not a huge fan of that film. Um, I was saying Event Horizon would be one. You mentioned Prince of Darkness would be one. Even Hellraiser, kind of, there were elements of it here in the, the summoning, the thing in the house. Especially the summon. second Hellraiser. Kind yeah. Of. So. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, folks who are, are new to the podcast, of course, you kind of uh, explained it a little bit, but uh, we don't just review films here. We critique and dissect them. So uh, we go into spoilers and talk about anything and everything, specifics, scenes, symbolism, uh, what the writer or the director were trying to portray. Uh, sometimes we just make stuff up that you know things that we think we see in the film that probably ain't aren't there but it's a fair point so uh, we'll get into all that stuff when we do throw up the spoiler so you will be one when we throw up the spoiler uh which means you can uh shut off the podcast and go see the film before you come and uh listen to the rest of the episode assuming that matters to you but before then we will talk about general things and i guess we will uh talk about general things now uh, I'm not sure how to start it off because I don't have anything like I usually do as a general topic to st- about. Well, about well, I mean, the movie film. really has a very, but, yeah. a very straightforward uh, moral, uh, which is don't do math. Don't be a bratty teenager. <laughs> well, that too. Stay away from social media. No, it's don't do math. Math is bad stay for out, you. Don't stay out of that. the basement. If it's a creepy basement, stay out of it. <laughs> Don't know if I can talk about any of the underlying themes unless we have the spoiler alert up. So, yeah, so just hang on, we'll get there. Because I mean, I saw the trailer, but I don't. The only thing I really got out of it was something that I you pick up like within the first five minutes. Family moves to an old house. Teenager's not happy. Teenager disappears. Well, in this movie, uh, most movies actually uh, that feature children just reinforce my. My belief that I made the right decision by not having children of my own, because <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like at the beginning of the movie, they're really trying to push hard the antagonistic relationship between the mother and the daughter. Oh, they and do a really like, good job of that. Yeah, I was just like, uh, okay, I get it. Just make her stop talking now, please. Thank well, you. Well, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> the I daughter do have, is is horrible. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I do, but I do have to say that I think that without being spoilery, that was one of the most well done renderings of uh, organic renderings of a mother daughter conflict that was also very complex that I've ever seen done in such a short time span. They really they did get it done quickly. They and they did it well and you understood everything that was going on but like I said I felt that it was very organic. You know, a lot of times in these horror movies and you get you know the daughter and she's fighting with the mom it's just not realistic. Like, you know, either the daughter's too, too nasty or the mother's too, too bitchy or something. And it doesn't really work. This really was, I felt, um, having been there myself, even though it was a long time ago, that was pretty right on. I was like, yeah, whoever wrote this part obviously has a daughter or this is the daughter writing about her and her mother in the script. I felt it was really excellent. Just very genuine. Phil's got two. Just wait, uh, Phil. Yeah, I have two daughters. Watch this over and over and get ready. 
That's what I suggest. <laughs> oh yeah, she was. Oh, 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 oh. We're, we're, we're seeing some of it. We're seeing some of it. Uh, but but the, a lot of this one here was um, social media crap and um, you keep rebellion. On that, but there was really only one reference to social media. Oh no, there's a there's, no there's, there's a lot. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, I also think yeah, too that I that, talked with Kevin offline, and he 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 agreed with me that there's a lot too. But anyway, I, I don't talking? know how it ties into the story. Yeah, oh, it I didn't really. Tie I didn't in. say. I didn't say it did. I just said. No, I I'm just saying. So I don't understand, like, what the point of it was. Like, they didn't use social media to summon oh, Satan well, or anything. Well, I, I mean, no, they, they it was, it was related social... to the fact that it was the red herring that at yeah. least we we already knew what happened. But for the parents to think that she was bullied and she was a bully on social media, that caused her to run away. Right. Is, is is what the point was, even though we are ahead of the the parents. The parent that's what the parents, at least the father was was thinking, and the police were thinking. Actually, I think that was the point. But. Well, no, I got something much deeper out of that. Oh, good. Um, that was one of the other two. That was one of the other themes I wanted to talk about. Um, in that it definitely seemed to be making a comment, um, but it also was part of the thing that sort of drove the wedge between the mother and the daughter. It was almost like a comment on technology is the new babysitter, you know, and this is what happens. They're spending more time on their machines, on social media. They have a, these secret worlds, like as Video games. Right. As like teenagers didn't have their own sort of secret worlds before. Now there is all of this, you know, these constant. But even those video games, Phil, those were sort of old school. You know, those were like, weren't wasn't that like Mario or 80s or something like that? So I thought that was a really interesting choice as well, because (laughs) it was sort of saying that these kids today are brought up in this type of thing. So they, their worlds are technology and they run and hide in technology. And I do know that there have been a number of cases in the real world lately. Like, you know, you talk about that slender man murder or whatever, where these kids have completely, you know, they have lives online that their parents have no way of knowing about, even if the parents are monitoring them, they really can't figure it out. And I thought that there was some sort of commentary sort of going on about that, which I can talk about later too. Well, um, speaking, speaking of Slenderman, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so we're, we're talking to my, my kids about scary monsters. And I mentioned Slenderman like two days ago and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, he's real cool. So they looked him up on YouTube and unfortunately half the videos are Slenderman videos, which is good. But then the other half is about the, the Slenderman uh, murder that you were referring to, Chrissy. And so I have to go, oh, well, we have to skip these. Let's let's go to the real monsters. Not, not <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That yeah, was a sad state of affairs, yeah. yeah. I think the lesson of the movie is that the kids should just be playing in the basement <laughs> instead of, instead of <laughs> on, online. Well, and here's the thing. The reason I, I guess the video game is your sound design thing, Mike, is because I know... No, no, that was, no, that wasn't my sound design. Oh, okay. Because while I was watching the movie, I know it's clearly Mario, Super Mario Brothers, right? And yeah. you can see it, and you can hear the sound effects of the video game, but the yeah. music's not there. The music's not in the game. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that they got like the rights to show the game, but not use the music? <laughs> so It, 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 it is it, a definite, I, I do know it's a different copyright. Yeah. Um, okay. 
unless yeah, and that does happen that does happen yeah yeah because i remember like like pink floyd song couldn't be in a film even though it was in the the um festival circuit and it but the permission didn't allow it to go to the general release and so things like that always happen it's kind of weird well like, unless saying it myself unless it was they did it deliberately because, you know, honestly, we all know that Mario theme, it is kind of a little bit silly. They might have thought it broke the mood, or they were trying to put the stress on the actual noises of the game, because the noises of the game were kind of parallel to some of the noises that were going on in the house. I don't know if right, any of you right. guys well, oh, the, I don't know, the, I'm just the, throwing it out there. Speaking, speaking no of, of music in films, the, the best one is Superstition by um, Stevie Wonder is used in the the movie the thing Mm -hmm. but when it's on tv when when it's on the you know the the abc or whenever they use the thing on there the song is a different song it's kind of funny don't ask me why yeah so it has something to do with the rights depending on where you show it and stuff it's it's all weird um but i i noticed that too eric that the video game i'm going that sounds i didn't know it was mario brothers to be honest but i was saying that sounds like 1980s video games so why the hell do they have a sound like that when this is supposed to be 2022 when you have far cry 5 and all that other stuff so um some people play good games yes yeah well No, well, I, I think also that Chrissy has a point that it could just be as, from a sound design point of view. The music could have been distracting. There was stuff going on. We weren't just watching him playing the game. He was doing it in the background. And they may have felt that yeah, yeah, know, that, having that the music really on important. top of the You're sound right. effects right. may have you know, been extra distracting. There's, there's all sorts of reasons why it might have not been there. Now, my, my issue is there was... Um, it was insignificant. My issue, uh, Eric, was that there was a, uh, there's a scene in the film where the kid's playing with a, a ball... And it is clearly a rubber ball or a tennis because he's bouncing it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is a clearly oh, and a, it becomes a marble ball, right? A bouncy ball, and then it gets kicked and rolls across the floor, and it rolls across the floor a couple of times, and it sounds like it's like you said, it's more like it's made out of marble or it's a billiard ball or something. I was just oh, like, okay. I was like, huh? Okay. And, and and like I said, that is that is about as nitpicky and nitpick as one could nitpick. Yeah, and it's not the kind much. of thing. It's not the kind of thing where I would say, "Oh my God, now this movie is terrible because they used the wrong sound of a rolly bouncy ball." <laughs> but I just, I just thought it was an odd choice, you know, sort of like there was uh, when the girl does disappear and Mom says, "You know what? She's right. I didn't know her at all, but she would never run away." <laughs> okay, you're hysterical, moms, but let's let's follow that through for a second. You're insisting she would never run away, but you don't know her at all. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there was some odd thing choices, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And and I, I felt that was odd too because it was. I thought it was rubber, and then suddenly it sounds like you said a, a billiard ball, or like I said, made out of marble or something. So yeah. it was kind of bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, um, by the way, speaking of the daughter disappearing, we should also have not forget the. Uh, the poltergeist parallel there. So, so. Yes. Oh my God. That absolutely dude. I, I felt that too. Yeah. 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 There was, there was a lot of uh, things in this film that reminded me of other films. Like you said, my poltergeist, I said the omen. Um, there was a very uh, specific said, callback to, uh, to an eighties ghost film that, which one we'll mention later. Uh, the change. Oh, 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 oh yeah. 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 I know that too. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we just talked about the ball. There you go. So obviously, yeah. Um, 
All right, sounds good. Uh, anything else anybody want to bring up that is not necessarily spoiler alert, but you know, just general stuff. Obviously, this is a haunted house film, kind of, sort of. It may be even more than that. Um, I know, Chrissy, on on Facebook, you said it was not a, a certain type of film that I felt it kind of was, but. Your point is taken. We'll talk about that after the spoiler alert. Um, I will say that this movie had, um, it's what I refer to as a, as a, as a movie OS moment <laughs> when they're showing stuff on a computer and stuff is showing stuff on a computer that a computer actually can't do. Uh, <laughs> it, it had a particularly grievous movie OS moment that just made me roll my eyes. But we'll oh, is that, the, is that the, the scene that justified the dad's existence in the film? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean you mean uh, the, the shapes? The, yeah, the picture to the yeah. yeah. yeah right. The yeah. only thing he did did that was useful. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He, it was a, that is a very underwritten role in the film. Oh yeah, know. it's not it, that. That was a bad, bad written role. Absolutely, that was that was a huge. Uh, and 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 for that matter, I didn't think the the son had a whole lot to do in the film either, other than just no. wander around and be annoying and play with his gadgets. But I think, you know, as Chris would point yeah, I mean, out. I mean, this film was, was I mean, Alicia Cuthbert, I mean, she's on the poster. And then, I mean, even the scene when they're driving back uh, after the daughter disappears and they're driving back to the house, they show them in the car, but they only really show her and he's like being yeah. on screen. And, you know, that so it's a like, weird scene. That was a weird yeah. scene. And, and at that moment was when I said, okay, the, the, there's really only one character in this film. And, and it's, that, it's, that whole scene even felt Alfred Hitchcocky almost, the way it was filmed. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, but Alfred Hitchcock would would not uh, cut out the, the, the father. No, or, I agree. I just The way it was filmed felt that way to me. Just that which, whole. Fil- yeah. Which moment are you guys talking about? Uh, when they leave the office and they're headed after the daughter counts to, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, and then they yep. show them cut from the mother and father driving home. Oh, uh-huh. Check on the daughter. If you wouldn't even know the father was in the car, I had to rewind. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yep, it, that yeah. was bizarre. Yeah, and that was the moment I knew that this film – it was really just Alicia Cuthbert and, and all the other characters were inconsequential in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was very, very odd. Uh, well, so- I could I mean, I could make a comment there once I go into the other themes, why I think that choice was made specifically. I mean, we wouldn't know unless we actually yeah, talk I, I, to people who made the movie. But I have a guess. I, I think we're, I think I know where I think I know where you're going to go because I, I did read your post on Facebook. Um, it's just that. Whether that's true or not, and it's possibly true what you, you wrote, and we'll talk about that after the spoiler. It's still a weird choice and a weirdly underwritten role for everybody else in the film. Oh, I would agree. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah, it, it was strange. Yeah. Before we go on uh, to spoilers, that, yeah. Before we go on to spoilers, I want to say that the use of shadow in, in a few of these scenes were really was really well done. Mm-hmm. I just like the way they they use the shadows to just make it really creepy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh, you know what this film also reminded me of? It reminded me of The Beyond, the Lucio Filci film. There's a big scene that's almost identical and at the end. And then what was that film that uh, Lars von Trier did that me, you, and Dan talked about, Eric? Melancholia? No, the other one. Uh, 
house uh, the, Jack Jack, the house that Jack built. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. The ending of that film that kind of reminded me of this as well, and it also reminded me of that that um, other film that we saw, the one that was in that Spanish film, the Basque film. Uh, uh, the the, uh, the, the, the devil in the Prairie or something. Yeah, yeah, the one that Eric Elementary. I, I can't remember the name. Yeah, of yeah Elementary that, is a blacksmith, the, the blacksmith and the devil. Yeah, that's the one. The Elementary one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of things, and then the Beyond. I'm telling you that that whole end scene in the Beyond was. This film I've never seen the Beyond. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a scene in the movie where the mother brings a black light into the house. Yeah, and that was. I'm pretty oh, sure she's was... not gonna want to have that around uh, in a few years when that boy hits puberty. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that won't be a problem. Not right. where they are now. When Dwight pulls out the the black light in the office at the hotel, and he says, and they see the stuff on the bed, and he says to Michael, he goes, "I see the blood, urine, or semen." And Michael goes, I, "God, I hope I, it's I, urine." Was <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The best. Well, urine is fairly sterile, so yeah, it's a bit. That's, a, that's exactly. <laughs> I mean, you don't want no semen and, and blood on that shit. Yeah. But either way, um, I wish they, they, they could have gone. I, I, the one I wish they had gone more into that black white shit and also more into the quantum stuff. But at least they, they brought it up. So that, that that was made me happy. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into any of that stuff. Uh, anything else? Anyone? Right. So, so one we'll, thing we'll, I, I mean, before before we go into spoilers, I mean, one of the things that I that I and we were talking about this, and it's just something that I noticed very quickly, is that the daughter had an accent. Nobody else did. Well, I mean, an Irish accent, but nobody else did. No, they, the, they, son, they, the son did at times. Yeah, well, yeah. a little bit. But, yeah. and, it's, and I think and they, they do explain a little bit what happened. Like, like there was like one line later on where they, they kind of gave a little bit of an explanation for it. But that's, that's about the extent of it. But I mean, it's also yeah, could be. It's just it's like when you, when you're young like that, and you're surrounded by people who talk a certain way, you, you start developing that accent as well. I mean, even I remember when I was in Georgia uh, for grad school, and everybody around me was talking with a southern accent, and I found myself actually fighting not to develop it myself. You know, and so after a while, people thought I was Canadian. I don't know why, but. Well, yeah, that's one thing I noticed oh, in this movie you know, is that I, I, mean, I think it's supposed to be set in England. No, it's Ireland. Ireland, Ireland, oh, yeah. And yeah, well, Ireland. and yeah. Elijah Cuthbert clearly does not have an accent, but the 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 one kid definitely does, and I think the husband does. So I was like wondering what the deal was. They never he really. Had, he had yeah. a well. I mean, the actor is uh, Irish. But in real he, life, he's he's Irish. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's like most of the movie he would speak with, you know, more of a, a Western or Can, uh, like American or Canadian accent. But the thing is, is that every now and then he let it slip. He let his accent. Yeah, he so let the like, Irish accent slip. And like with the boy, I I don't know where he's from, but I mean, one thing he did mention, you know, because we were talking about, we mentioned earlier the bullying. One of the things she got bullied for was because they thought they thought she was faking it you know it's like she was trying to be like but like I- irish and all that even though they all knew she was american i thought the guy was just irish oh, and they uh, moved well, over the, and they moved over there and the kids started getting an accent and it, it wasn't she doesn't well, well, well they didn't even i just assumed they were all canadians because they don't even Bastards. say what what country they're from and, yeah right um but 
I know Elizabeth Cuthbert is Canadian, so I just assume they're all Canadians, but that were living in Ireland. But, it, yeah, it is bizarre. The, the there, whole, there was weird accent. accent stuff going on enough that I noticed it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, they should explain it a little better than that. Just one line that you were, or, or two lines, if you want to add the the one about the daughter faking it. Uh, so that's a fair point. Um, Kevin, See, and that's so. really strange because I honestly did not notice any of that at all. But I think I just suck at noticing little things like that, like accent well, shifting. I just don't care. I'm like, whatever. If you suck me into the story, well, I really don't care. It's well, you're too busy well, looking well, for well, themes, and well, that's good because I didn't pick up on any. That's well, true, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, well, 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 also, um, it's a very small cast, right? So it's not like hundreds of or, or let me rephrase, dozens of, of supporting cast that would have the Irish accent, you know, and then you would notice the the leads don't. So, so uh, it it being only like four people and three really after the daughter disappears, and then maybe two people at work and and the one police officer, you know. So so the accent thing could have been worse if they had more characters and they never explained. The family's accents, but again, it, it's just small nitpicky things. It's 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 not that important. So that's a fair thing. You know, similar to the video game. Who cares, right? So, um, all right. So I guess we'll throw up the spoiler word. So at this point, we're going to talk about everything and anything related to the film, uh, including symbolisms, spoilers, uh, whatever. I know Chrissy has a bunch of things to say. I, I read her post on Facebook where she mentioned some things that I. I didn't get it all in the film, but uh, all makes sense that she said, and so she'll probably talk about those things. Um, and then, of course, um, I, I kind of alluded, alluded a little bit about the Lovecraft stuff and the, the one flaw I had with the film, uh, though generally it was a good film otherwise. Uh, so uh, at this point, we'll throw up the spoiler and we will uh, discuss everything and anything. Um, now, uh, to set up the film, uh, some family... Uh, the parents own a like uh, own their own little business where they try to market and maybe even represent uh, OnlyFans and YouTube and Instagram models and all that crap, and, and try to I make guess. money off yeah off of off of those folk. Uh, mostly though, uh, visual rather than just uh, voice. Um, and so that's what they do for a living. And for some reason, they're in the middle of nowhere. Ireland, which really doesn't make any sense that they would be in the middle of nowhere, Ireland, to do this because they could probably just do this from uh, Skype or Zoom. Never mind uh, such a company that they're working with. Why would they be in the middle of nowhere, Ireland, instead of like Dublin or, or something? Um, so well, it's about 20 minutes out from anywhere, and that's by car. So that's really – and the thing is in Ireland – I've, I've driven in Ireland and really – Nothing is far from anywhere when you're in Ireland, just because it really is a small country. Yeah, that's fair. It's similar to some of the um, eastern states in the United States, where or, or Canadian province for that matter, that are you know not not humongous. Uh, so that makes sense, Kevin. That makes sense. Um, Ireland's smaller than New York. Yeah, Ireland's smaller than New York. I believe so. Yep. Huh, yep. Ireland's yep. smaller than New York. Yeah, inland size and population actually. Well, because um, I mean, I remember one time I drove like from the west side to the east side, 
and it took me like three and a half hours or something like that. So I mean, for us, that's that's not. I mean, I mean, it's it's a day, it's a night, it's a decent drive, but I mean, it's not like forever. Like it's like it, yep. it like if I wanted to drive to uh, from St. Louis to around Kansas City, it's it's a little less than that. But the thing is, when I was there, I said, oh yeah, you know, I just came from Galway. They're going. Wow, you came from a long way. I said, "Well, no, it only took me three hours." It's like, yeah, but that's a lot. I said because their their perspective is very different uh, as far as that sort of thing. So, so uh, no, that's fair. That's fair. It makes sense. Yep. Um, Now, um, for this film here, um, we can get into. uh, I guess they bought this house uh, from auction. It's a mansion, but they got it cheap, like a lot of haunted house films. You always get the the fancy mansion cheap. Um, so that 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 was the case here. It's a family of four: uh, a teenage daughter, a um, maybe a twelve-year-old, ten-year-old, eleven-year-old boy, and then a father and mother. And um, that's pretty much the setup. Anybody want to add anything? Uh, what? what Want to talk Just about that, uh, I would not move into that fucking house. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> Just look at it from the outside. Nope. See ya. Well, I mean, they didn't even. It's obvious they didn't even take a walkthrough. They they bought it on auction, and they're kind of coming in like this is this is our new house, and it seems pretty obvious that they never. Nobody took a look at the place before they even came in. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because they inherited uh it was house by auction including all internals. So furniture, paintings, you name it, uh books, inscriptions. Yeah, it's all there. Everything. Symbols. Demons. Demons. All that good stuff. Portals uh, to hell. That's yeah, there too. Exactly. Um all right, so uh I guess we can get into the main topic in the first 10 minutes of the film, which is you got a dink of a daughter. Uh, and the mother, unfortunately, is the one that has to uh, work for with her more than the father. And it's living hell for the mother. Anyone want to add to that? No, I'm not that's sure about living hell, but. Well, no, pleasant. I think she's a typical teenager. Uh, she wants freedom. Um, and again, I said earlier that I thought this relationship was very organic, but I do tend to look for things underneath movies. Um, and a lot of times movies don't have things underneath them. There are some movies that don't. This one spoke to me. Maybe it's just because of the place in my writing where the project I'm working. Oh, pardon me. The project that I'm working on right now. That doesn't mean what I'm working on is boring. It just means I'm tired. Um, but I really thought that what this movie was really about was uh, the mother-daughter relationship underneath. And that transformation between, um, you know, being a daughter and then kind of progressing through life and becoming a woman. Um, so... Like, for example, there's a focus on doors in this film, you know, and Ellie is at the door of about getting ready to be a grown up. You know, she is going to be an independent woman soon. And the mother is kind of fighting that tooth and nail 
And yeah, you guys were making fun of that line before, you know, where she says, well, I didn't know who she was anymore. She's grown up and we haven't even noticed. It was totally a cheesy line, but it kind of made that point there that, you know, this this is really about daughters growing up and leaving their moms behind and mothers learning to let their daughters go. No, no, um, my, my, my thing was that she says, oh, she's right. I don't know my daughter. I don't know who she is anymore. Mm-hmm. And then she flips and says, I know she would never run away from home. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but it was still kind of a it was still kind of an overly dramatic cheesy line though, Mike. I know what you're, you're trying to say. Oh yeah, but, but first of all, teenagers are overly dramatic and cheesy. Yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah, teenager will say you don't even know who I am, dude. I'm not you know, I'm not seven years old anymore. And of course the dad walks right into it and says, Oh no, she's still my little girl. It's like, well, yep. that's what she's rebelling against, dumbass. Um, you know, and she's trying all the like Books about anarchy and the secret tattoos, which I don't know where Ireland stands on its tattoo rules. I was thinking that might give us a clue as to her age because I was having trouble pinning it down. Ah, yeah, I don't know. I assumed her to be kind of like maybe 16, 17. I was kind of in in that neighborhood. Yeah. And you can you can get tattoos when you're younger if you know the right people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I felt that was odd too. Mike is like, how the heck did she get a tattoo at that age? And I think I even said that to you, Kevin. But I do remember working at a grocery store as a teenager, and uh, a couple of the kids that I work with uh, had tattoos. Some uh, done by their own friends, never mind real tattoo artists, and and they are actually pretty good. Um, so, yeah, some some parents may either not know or they're just a little more lenient than others. Um, but in this case here, it seems like the mother here didn't even know that she had a tattoo. So like you said, Mike, how how did she get it? Unless like Eric said, um, and I mentioned like a friend was able to give it to her or, or, or something, you know, but who knows? Well, and we have that whole moment where, you know, they're counting down the steps which is one of my favorite creepy things, um, which I'm sure somebody else is going to bring up. But the whole counting down the steps is symbolic of how the mother guides her daughter to womanhood. You know, and it also was interesting because it also in that whole thing of counting and the way she tells her to breathe and all that, that's almost like a birth scene. You know, counting, take a deep breath. You're doing great. You know, let's count some more Um, and symbolic of after giving birth, the woman is passed on and become a mother herself and has sort of gone into this abyss. So that whole scene with the stairs to me, that sort of paralleled this, you know, this whole process of mothers and daughters letting each other go. Um, And then you get into that that phrase, the salve et coagula. Um, I'm sure I'm slaughtering that, Um, but, you know, dissolve and coagulate, which is also about sort of becoming a woman in that in that girlhood innocence is going to be lost. You know, I'm your still your daughter, mom, but I'm your daughter in a different way now because now I'm having my own babies. So that very special relationship um, has been broken. So I really thought this movie was about the thematic statement was kind of, you know, womanhood is sort of a transitional place and mothers and daughters are always destined to lose each other and they might not find each other again. 
And what was uh, interesting Chris, about well, this is at the end, they did find each other again. They came back to each other, even though they ended up in the abyss. But Well, and I didn't pick up on any of that, but I did like the, the scene where they were going down the stairs because uh, she told her that she, the, the mom told her that she had counted the stairs before and there were 10. And she, yeah. they would count together and she would get to the bottom of the stairs and everything would be okay. And that moment where she just keeps going. Yes. <laughs> it was like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I went, oh, change in the tone of her voice. She's like nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It was that pause where the mother says, oh, are you down there? Oh, are you safe? Oh, are you, you know what I mean? Now, do you see the pillar in front of you? And then there's this silence, and then you hear, 11. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, crap. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments in this entire movie. And it is, Eric. It's symbolic, again, of here's the mother staying on the phone with her, right? Her little girl getting ready to guide her. And now that little girl has ended. Right. She's ended at 10. She's gone beyond. The mother can no longer protect her. So I sort of saw some interesting symbolism in this with regard to that. Well, I I see your point and that everything you say does make sense, especially when you brought up after the age of 10, you know, that you lose your your daughter or whatever. Um, But I I, I mean, like Eric, I didn't didn't see that. I, I just felt. I mean, obviously, there's a reason why the writer, which I believe is the same person as the director, chose to make the older child the daughter, and the older child was the one that disappeared, because technically, you know, does it matter? It's not like Dan O'Bannon from Alien, where he says, here's the 10 characters, it doesn't matter what their gender, age, or or whatever it is, but the only thing that matters is their, their role on the ship. And here, maybe there was intention. And the film would be different had it been the teenage boy. But um, so it would have been a lot more socks. So so yeah right. So so maybe 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 you got something there, Chrissy. But I I I didn't see it, and I could also see people thinking nothing of it either. But but your points are, are valid. Well, and you have to also remember too that when I look at these films, I'm looking for this stuff. This is the stuff that I'm looking for. I'm looking to connect these things and see if there's anything going on underneath. And in this particular case, this is what I got out of this film. This is what spoke to me about this movie. Somebody else might not see it that way, and that's fine. But as my dad used to say, if you can find enough, you know, proof to back up what you're saying, then it's it's not wrong. It's like any old thesis paper, you know. So anyway, that was the one theme I thought was going on. And the other one was the social conformism. Explain that one. Explain that one. Well, there's a whole thing going on in the beginning um, where, well, first of all, it's obvious the girl has the book on anarchy. So that was pretty, you know, obvious. But also, you know, she kind of loses her way in this other world, like I said. The, you know, um, the social comment on fitting in, the social comment on um, <clears throat> losing yourself in this sort of other world, right? She has this anarchy book. The parents 
are working with vloggers and influencers. They own a social media um, advertising firm, like a social media marketing firm. That's that's the place where they work. So their whole lives is about how can we create this fake life on the Internet? And they even go into depth with this whole campaign that they're developing for this company. And then in a later scene, the guy that they're pitching to says, oh, yeah, the masses are, you know, dumb. And he goes into this whole thing about how we can lure them with this fake, you know, outer world because the, you know, the masses are not very bright. He literally says that as the woman is sort of trailing off. You hear him literally say that. I think I wrote the quote down somewhere. It's, I have uh, it. It, is a, it is a quote by Adolf Hitler. Is it? Okay, yes. so that's interesting. All right, cool. I'm glad somebody picked so, so up. So what, what is the excited. actual quote again? The quote is, um, receptivity of the great masses is limited. Their intelligence is very small. Okay, and, and who who said that or, or posted it on social media? That was the daughter? Adolf no. Hitler. No, no, no. no. But, but in the, in, in the, the film, film. In the film. It was the, the, it was the guy that they're pitching the uh, social media stuff to the social media campaign gotcha. too, that they're going to do this fake vlog and all this, right? you right, know, right. and Eddie is bullied. Ellie is bullied on social media, but, and but the policeman is, says, but the policeman says she's has done as much bullying as she yes. received. Yes. Well, well actually, actually, he said no. she gave, he gave it back. The policeman said he gave that. No, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yes, she did. did not bully. She gave back what she just that's as good right. as she got. She fought back. Yeah, that's yeah. She fought she back. back. He was basically telling her not to worry because she wasn't. Yeah, I mean, she she pretty much knew how to say f you to uh, people who were giving her a hard time, and then she would just give it back to him, like, oh yeah, well, you... yeah, yeah, you, you. Ellie and just there... did not seem like the type of person you really wanted to mess with. Especially or, I mean, or no, because she, well, yeah, but I mean, she because I mean, she just had an attitude. She, I mean, unless if she liked you, you really didn't want to be around her. Like the only guy that the only one that she really liked was, I guess, her boyfriend or whatever that she was talking to online. And Ellie as well, she makes that comment about she looks brainwashy. When the mom is showing her the, the social media campaign, she shows her the pictures and says, what do you think? She goes, oh, she looks brainwashy. So there's this whole thing about us being brainwashed by social media, us being brainwashed by technology. Well, and then, of course, when the mother goes into the other side, what do we see? All of these people. It reminded me of that Apple commercial in 1984. You know the one I'm talking about, Mike? Yeah. The, oh, the, 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 one. Yeah, the with the that hammer. whole where they're all just sort of drones and they're kind of walking around mindless and brainwashed. So I really Pros. think Pros. for me, yeah, for me, there were two themes underlying. Um, it was the mother daughter transition and how they have to learn to let each other go. But it was also a theme uh, related to losing oneself in this sort of artificial world that we have created in the outside and how much if we give ourselves to this fake world. Um, that we sort of live in this putting on airs, this curating ourselves on social media. So you you were asking earlier what you thought social media had to do with it. That's how I connected with it. Um, I oh, I, I definitely got all the social media stuff. I, I'm right on board 100 percent with everything you just said about the social media thing, uh, Chrissy. Absolutely. Um, 
I, I saw that right away, um, even before we learned anything about the daughter, because, you know, again, why did the writer choose the parents to have this weird yeah. profession, you know, and then talk about, um, you know, a woman online um, exploiting themselves to make money, you know, and unless he was trying to make a point. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, in, in both cases, I want to point out. So here's a little world that the parents have created that the daughter gets lost in. And then they're, they put her in a house that they bought in which the daughter gets lost in. Yeah. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, but, but, and, but, but she got she. I don't. I don't think the parents had anything to do with her being online. That was her. That's just like any kid being online. But no, but they're part of that online thing. They're 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 building oh, an online yeah, world. Yeah, they, they they're promoting online people. Yeah, they symbolize that. Absolutely, the parents do. Um, and also, by the way, the you mentioned the the salve and coagula, um, the, uh, the you know, dissolve and come together, separate and reform. I I didn't like that scene because when she said salve, I go bullshit. She would have been like me and said, solve? Why does it say solve? No, Phil. Solve. No, Phil. Come on. It said solve. Some people have seen Latin I love you, Phil, but no. I knew it was solve. It said solve. Yeah, but the rest of it implies that it's in a foreign language. Yeah. I'm just being funny. Come on. I'm pulling your leg, Phil. But that but. But that is what happens to the family. The family literally comes apart and comes together again. Yes. At the end of the film. Not <laughs> right. no, not not in a way that you'd want. I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't think thought, this is a, a tribute to family values or anything. But no. I also thought it was interesting that things that went down the stairs, other than people, like the yeah. ball and like her phone. And, and the phone. Yeah. Oh, and, the, kind and the flashlight. Of, and the flashlight would keep bouncing. But what's cool about it is that those are things that don't have minds of their own. Just like how teenagers. Yes. Well, yes. (laughs) And when people kind of fall under the spell of this, this pull of social media, they don't have a will of their own. So I thought that sort of tied in with that theme as well. I was a little confused as to the mechanics of uh, when the extended staircase would show up um because when i was watching this movie at first i thought it was the lights when the lights were out you would get the long staircase that went down to hell um but then by the end of the movie it was the record that it was the record that triggered it um so it's weird and (laughs) and also um this is just a random thought that crossed my mind. Like, isn't it a little weird that somebody uh, recited a math equation and recorded it and had it Evil Dead record? Evil Dead Two. That's what I. That was another reference. A movie, The Evil Dead Two reference. Where? Well, yeah, but having a reel-to-reel tape recorder is a little simpler than having it pressed onto vinyl. Especially, I, I. Well, you know what? I'll tell you why it's on vinyl, Eric. Because they said he was friends with. It, and he was a colleague of Schroederberg. Is that how we say his name, Mike? Schroederberg. Schroederberg. And Schroederberg was in 1935 and before. So this guy must have printed it way back then because he was a he was 
uh, colleague and a contemporary of Soderbergh. But I don't understand why. Soderbergh. I mean, if you're interested in in opening that gateway or whatever the hell it is, you just just say it. Why do you need to record it? <laughs> well, I thought, you know what, Eric, that question occurred to me too, and I think the reason that he recorded it, maybe, and I don't know, maybe you guys can all chime in and give your thoughts, was because, remember, the whole family and everybody disappeared. Maybe he was actually trying to keep himself from disappearing, because if he starts counting himself, that's when they go into a trance, because that's what the kid did. When the kid started counting, he went into a trance. So uh, I'm also, if maybe the guy was recording well, it, so that if he wanted to open the gateway or do his experiment or whatever, I mean, this is a crazy way that I explain well, it. Well, no, no, myself. and that's all fair what you're saying, but also it could be even something simpler, which this is generally where Mike would come in. Well, they needed it to make, make the film. So why not, if they didn't have a recording, unless the, someone could speak it out where it was written out, they needed a recording. And so why not use have it as a recording and then also on a creepy old phonograph, like Mike always says too, it's always a phonograph. It's not something like like a, a Apple uh, iPod. So it could be just a a thing needed for the film itself. You know, just a creepy thing that the, the guy well, decided. I, I did like that the that, son didn't seem to have any idea exactly. what a phonograph was. Yeah, the, well, he never seen the, at it like he never it's like, seen what the, is this? He never seen the RCA dog. Anyway, Eric, you were saying something. No, I was just saying. I'm, I'm just, I mean, all the movie making stuff. Yeah, I get that. And you know, I'm, I'm just speaking from a practical, real life perspective. Of course. I'm just yeah, thinking yeah. he probably got tired of reciting it when he was doing his research. Oh, like, maybe. Sort of, like, sort of like reading ad copy, and he's just like, you know what? Let me go down to one of those. Novelty shops and press my own recording of me reading. This. Well, and there were there were a couple things in this movie that didn't make sense. So maybe we maybe you can all help me out here, because there was that, and then there was the fact that okay, he's got this equation. How do you get the equation? What does it do exactly? And I know he was trying to help his son when he came up with it, but how? Um, and if it was in another house, why? And oh, how is it the exact same equation? Now I know why they had the, the equation in the Belgium house, because this film was half financed by Belgium. So they said, hey, wait, we might as well use Belgium somewhere. <laughs> no, so, from, from a story perspective, Phil. Yeah, I, I, um, I, 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 that's a fair point, Eric. I, I didn't think of any of those things, but I'm as confused as you. Well, I'm of the opinion that I don't care. Uh <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, we can look back. I mean, first of all, you're talking about advanced theoretical math and physics. And uh, why do those people do anything they do? I thought there was like that, the one weird mathematician character in this who, again, is there to he kind of explain some things and then doesn't really explain anything. And they give him a backstory that don't matter because, like, you hardly ever see him again. Um, some of those things he made, though, that, like, represent th- other mathematical things were pr- yeah. like they totally yeah, remind me cool. of the uh, my older brother is actually uh, he makes geometric art for a living um, and they remind, reminded me of a lot of the art that that he makes it was pretty cool um, I, I really did kind of like that guy though although I will say 
I did mention in my Facebook post that I know Phil saw um, that, you know, yeah, there's tropes. Like, and I was like, oh, here's the dude who's going to explain everything. And then, like, right. she goes to the old woman and then, oh, we're going to get the creepy old woman trope. Yay. That was the omen reference right there where, where yeah. they go to the church and the yeah. guy writes it on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a little I know, lame, but, but I don't mind tropes so much because they work. And, like, sometimes you just have to have them or you can't get the story done. So... Right, Whatever, especially but, enough, I always think uh, they're the mathematician, though, I did like his 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 dismissiveness of his own character. I know it was just... like I don't know. I got in an accident, all of a sudden math makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> which is which I, I thought was, that. but I thought that was a weird thing to put in there, right. unless it fits in somewhere thematically that I'm not getting. Yeah, it but doesn't it, exactly. It doesn't. It does well, come maybe, up anywhere else. Or maybe yeah, yeah. there was other stuff. That's the thing. You know, you guys, you're oh, always talking. Out. We're yeah, always was... talking about stuff that might have been cut. I remember from past episodes, said maybe there was stuff that was just cut out. Yeah. He could have had right. a bigger part, and maybe it was totally cut. Because this movie yeah. is awfully short, as Phil's, as you guys said, at like an, an hour and 24 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really short. So I wonder if they cut a lot of stuff. I mean, the only uh, other thing I could think about for having that guy say those things was for some levity to make us laugh or something. I, I don't know. I, I but, didn't find it funny. Um, no, I think that... another thing that didn't make sense. <laughs> Why the F was the husband hitting a math equation with a sledgehammer and why did it do anything? Oh yeah, yeah. that was a weird I, moment. I, 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 know why, I know why he did it. I, I know he did He was getting... Infuriated because this was before he believed he's a it, man and he's full of testosterone. I, 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 no, this is the reason. This at that point he doesn't know he's in a horror film. She she does. So she's saying all this ridiculous stuff about the house is possessed and her daughter's and disappeared and didn't run away and all this other crap. And and if you're not in a horror film and you believe you don't believe in any of that nonsense, which I don't, I would have said, okay, but my wife's going insane. I, however, that's not what I would have done. I would have said, you know, we have to go talk to someone. But for him, he says, you know what? I'm going to destroy the stuff that is making her think these stupid thoughts. So he went downstairs to destroy the math equation. And that's why he did it, because he was pissed at his wife believing that nonsense. However, the sledgehammer couldn't break it because it's supernatural steps. So. Uh, within the half hour later, he was in the movie time, not at real time. He was on board and believed that his wife was not going insane and actually had something going there. Right. I don't know that magical stuff uh, with all due deference to uh, Chrissy's love of magical realism is supposed to always make sense. Um, it's why did smacking the equation cause it to do whatever it's well, because it's a de demonic summoning ritual. And why not? You know, why does opening the ark cause people's faces to melt? Because God is a vengeful dick. I don't know. It's just, it's cursed stuff. Cursed stuff does cursed things. And and what was up with the abacus? Well, that's more. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah well, I did not I, get that. I did not. Uh, well, get I was, that. I was, I was kind of, maybe it was like counting yeah. like, okay, hey, here's another member of the family. I don't know. Like yeah. One at a time. I, I don't, that, that's the only, only thing that came to my mind because I was kind of wondering what was the point of that. 
Yeah, that was a 45-minute okay, mark. I like this thing moving. It's like, oh, okay, something's going to happen. The 44-minute mark was the first time we saw that. And that was probably the first time in the film that things couldn't be explained. Meaning it was truly supernatural and, and it was obvious. And I, 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 un- I kind of felt bummed when that happened because I liked the film when it was more ambiguous. And then they had to add that in. And again, like you said, Eric. Well, at some point, Carol Ann has to disappear in the TV, Phil. I mean, (laughs) no, 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 no. The girl had already disappeared. But again, it happened off screen. Right. So it was a really spooky film and and kind of nervous tension. And then when we saw that, it was like, okay, they're they're going that route. And and it's fine. It worked. I I think it was pretty clear, but. But well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, we were ahead of the the people in the film for sure. But um, once they showed, actually showed it on screen, I, I, I was a little disappointed. But again, that's just me, Mike. You know, you you, you feel it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but I'm with Eric. I don't know what it meant. And with Kevin, I, I have no idea what it meant. What the abacus you guys are talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that. And at first, I thought, oh. There's one person down, like it slid the one over and I was like, oh, okay, the girl's missing. But then, and I said, okay, so this abacus is going to count down when they disappear. That like toward the beginning of the movie, they did that one move on the abacus. I said, oh, that's cool. But then later on they came and they did that. The abacus was back to normal and obviously it was the same shot. They just reused it where it one slid over and then when the boy was going over to the closet, I thought, okay, he's going to be the second one to disappear. And we saw the the second one move over, but then it went the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. Or maybe it stopped at four. Maybe it did stop at four, meaning all four of them. Maybe it was foreshadowing the end. You know what? I'll have to go look at that again. Well, I, and I'm just thinking like the Ghostbusters, like no human would ever stack books like that. Some sometimes ghosts just do weird shit, like the chairs in the kitchen and pol- poltergeist. They they just. <laughs> well, I mean, there was. It could be. I I I'll totally go look at it again because now you've got me curious. Maybe that was it. But um, I know there was some other interesting foreshadowing in here. Like there's that line in the beginning where she says something like, "The dust is back." You know, sort of indicating that history is going to repeat itself, even though that isn't what she meant. So, you know what? I don't know. I'm I'm going to go look at that right now. I'll be back. Well, and I also have I also have a counting question, which is that at one point, the son and the husband start counting backwards from I think forty or forty three. Yeah, that's I forget right. what the exact number was. Yep, yep, uh, did right. anybody pick up on what was going on there? Yes, what, yes. what they were doing yes, backwards? Yes. Um, at the very end, when the father finally goes down to one, he immediately says, he's here. Right. So, they were, so that meant that Balfamont, the demon, has entered the house. So oh, he was okay. counting. So that was just like a countdown it's to come, his arrival? Exactly. And coming up the stairs. Okay. Yep, counting exactly. down the stairs, counting up the stairs. Because they were nice enough to know. All right. Remember all the stairs for us. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so so uh, because I, I noticed that too, Eric. I was wondering, what the hell are you doing? But then when he says he's there, I was like, oh, something's there. And then 
you figure it's going to be. I thought I, I was impressed that they actually showed Baphomet because I thought they were just going to show his feet when, when she was underneath the the. Well, I, I totally I, like, table. you could watch my reaction <laughs> I totally called it I was like oh she's going to stand up and he's going to be right there <laughs> yeah yes but it was still so pretty I, cool. yeah yeah and I'm I'm very happy they, they actually showed him that was yeah. yeah but it's also to me that was like the um, the Viewmaster scene in uh, yeah, Insidious, yeah. Insidious yep. yeah, where yeah, I know right. it's coming yeah. I'm well aware it's coming well, but it, you know, I, it still felt like a shiver down my spine when I well, finally saw him. First of all, it was well, a really well done effect. Well, and um, I have to disagree. And they also didn't drop a piano. No, Phil, you can't disagree. It's how my re- what my reaction was. No, no, but I'll, I'll tell you what I felt. I, I thought they were only going to show the feet. So they tricked me. What I'm saying is, is the director. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. For okay. me, tricked me thinking he was only going to show the feet because this is a low budget film. They're never going to show the monster. And then when she gets out from under the chair and he's right there that I, I it wasn't the, it, what I'm saying. It wasn't the view master scene for me, but I see your point. I'm not trying to dismiss your point no, no, at no. all. Mike. No, no. So I, I do think I, you know, I, I did realize that this, I was like, you know, they show that image. Let's be on that specific image of that engraving of Satan that somebody did, you know, 700 years ago and never got it copyrighted. Um, and, and yet, you know, the, the dude, the dude's in like all these horror movies and he never actually really appears. How many times actually, we actually, actually, that picture's from 1830 or 1840. I looked it up, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, right. but we yeah. never see, we never actually see that. We see it in right. so we many horror it. films. And I just realized that, you know, it's using like th- at least three horror movies a year. And like, we almost never see him. So it's nice and that he finally got some, got a job. It's nice that finally somebody was willing to pay him and put him in the cast him in the film. And that was awesome because that's the devil or demon or whatever you want to call it that I always envisioned being a Roman Catholic. And, and, and there was this old Irish ghost book I used to get every month at the local library where I grew up when I went there with my father. Are you done with the dinosaur books? Yeah, exactly. It was the same period as a matter of fact. And um, so I'd always get dinosaur books and, and monster ghost books. And there's this Irish one. It was all Irish folk tales and it was about footprints in the snow that were goat prints and it was the goat Satan. And so I've always loved that monster because of that book. And sure enough, they showed him like Mike said, they finally showed him. And I was like, yes. Well, that was one of the things I liked about elementary, the devil and the blacksmith, the blacksmith and the devil was that they really do use a very traditional renditions of devils and demons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't use the goat man. This one used no, not that they did not use goat man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So this this is why I liked it even better than that one, Mike, because this was the goat man, and they didn't well, they didn't overuse it either. It was right, awesome. right. You you got to see it, and you got to see it clearly enough that you know what it looked like, but right, they didn't right, overdo right. it. Yeah. Right, because I was worried it was going to be cheesy. Oh, and by the way, guys, I just watched that scene with the abacus. Okay. Okay, so I was wrong. The first time we see the abacus and the one ring is pushed over and it yep. stays there. So that symbolizes the girl that this the the devil dude that you guys were just talking about has in the basement. Baphomet. Baphomet. Yes, Baphomet. So Baphomet is keeping tally. Yeah, correct. Okay. <laughs> then when the boy is walking over toward the closet later in the film, and this is the second time we see the abacus. We see the second one go over. 
then we see the third one go over. Then it right. cuts away. So that's the father and son. So that's the father yeah. and the son. Cool. So that's oh, and one I of just, my yeah. So that's what it my, means, I guess. And one of my favorite lines and favorite moments in the whole movie, because let's face it, the son didn't get to do a whole lot. So when she she discovers the the pentagram on his chest, oh my god! And all of a sudden he goes, "I remember now. Yeah. I rode the beast with seven yeah. heads." <laughs> I love that. I rode the beast with seven awesome. heads, seven heads and eleven horns, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was awesome. And then he just well, kind of lays down and starts. Ca- now, that moment was now, so awesome. Now, I, this is what I was thinking, and, and when he she finally gets the daughter and brings her up. The first thing I would have done if I was the mother, I would have checked to see if, if she had the pentagram on her chest too, because that would have freaked <laughs> me out. I was like, but, but all in all, that whole scene, unfortunately was a little too coincidental where she finds the daughter out of oh, yeah. the people. That was ridiculous. But, but yeah, that was the first thing I was thinking was, Oh my God, if that, I gotta, I gotta pull my daughter's shirt up to make sure she doesn't have the pentagram. On her <laughs> well, no, but Phil, if we're going to go with uh, Chrissy's theory about uh, the symbolism with the mother daughter relationship, yeah, yeah. Uh, that also goes into it. And then in the, the mother literally goes to hell for her yes. daughter. For her daughter and to bring her back. And the other part of that, that, um, that part of it, I did pick up on. Yeah. And that part of, and there's also that whole idea of guiding her out of the beyond, you know, <laughs> the whole idea that yeah. the mother daughter bond is so strong. But, but wouldn't that, she have done that for her son too? That's so, that's why well, I didn't really yes, click with me. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's just that it wasn't the son that landed up in hell. Right. Well, yes. And that's true, Phil, but you know, with all due respect, how many of us are there on this podcast tonight? Total. Six. Too many. Okay. How many <laughs> of us are how many of us have vaginas? Two. Uh, one. Two. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am uniquely qualified to speak about the mother daughter relationship is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not disagreeing with any. I'm just saying that she would in this film. The, that mother probably would have done that, whether it was her son, oh, her uh, husband, yeah. or her daughter. I completely agree. I totally agree with you. Daughter, so that, a mother would do that for her child, regardless of whether it was the whether it was a, a daughter or a son. I agree with you. the The thing was, what I got out of this is that it. I felt like it was specifically talking about that unique bond. That's like a bond between a father and a son. You know, the, there's a very unique bond that's between well, a father and his son. Right. That and is not wanna, the same as a mother. Well, I, that's and a not, yeah, not dad true. won't just I, let I, anybody I, pull his finger. No, that's not necessarily true, Chrissy, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> and, 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 and no disrespect to my, my brother or sister, but, but I was my mother's favorite, and me and her were best friends. All right, so I don't, I don't necessarily think it's – a mother daughter. I think it's a mother and a child. But in this film, well, they just I think there's there's a different dynamic. I think there's a different dynamic between mother daughter, mother son, father daughter, father son. There 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 is, and part of it just has to do with the fact that of how the child perceives the parent, because as the parent, the the model for what they're going to look for for their future mate, or are they the model for who they're supposed to be? Um, 
and you just end up getting more tension with the, the same gendered parent and child, I think, in growing up than you do with the um, than we do with the opposite gender. I, I do think there's just there was just a different thing. I mean, there's a reason why. Yeah, it was I, I mean, I mean, you're not talking absolutes here, but I see your point. Yeah. Regardless of okay. anything, though, I will say that one of the uh, most powerful images in the movie for me personally was when the mom gets down there and you just see the thousands of people oh, just yeah. shuffling forward endlessly counting. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god. That is creepy as hell. Yeah, that was nice. Well, that's and when then I, I started looking that's to see if there's I, anybody there that had short hair because they were all like, well, well, shaggy hair. That, that's where, where I, I well because probably the hair keeps on growing. But um, I, I had yeah. That's when I think Lovecraft and his stories blow this movie away because there's no way. When you well, this isn't land up story. there, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just trying to say, you know, if we're, we're critiquing a film, why it didn't work as well for me is because anyone that discovers that it's these thousands of people that are damned in hell and I'm a person and this could be me in a couple of years from now when I'm dead, the, I I don't think I, I would be able to be sane after that, and so being such a a reader of of Lovecraft's work, where he gets more in depth with with the mental health aspect to scenes like this, it just didn't work as well for me. However, I concur, uh, my, um, Eric, that this was a creepy and, and good scene, even if her reaction. Didn't work for me. However, <laughs> you, should, you should see the Beyond. You, you would like it in that one. It's really good in that one. But anyway, it is it is linked to to Lovecraft. I mean, it's got the science aspect of the supernatural. So, oh oh yeah, no no, there, there's no doubt this guy took stuff from even from Lovecraft. Too. I'm just saying uh, that scene specifically no, didn't would it just didn't work as well as I think it could have. That's yeah, but you're also saying me, why me, is it this latest pop song on the radio doesn't quite rank up there with Beethoven? You know, it's um, you, you, there's a Lovecraft is Lovecraft. Yeah, you know, that's true. and he's there's a reason why he's a, he's an adjective. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, we're we're we're, we're no offense to the the filmmaker. Who's the filmmaker for this? Uh, some Irish guy named Brandon Muldowney. Wait, I don't think we're going to be talking in 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 a hundred years about Muldanian horror films. Yeah, the way we talk about yeah. Lovecraftian stories. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. So you know, I like I said, there's there definitely elements, and surely he's uh, influenced by it. Uh, okay. But I also think you're 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 working under the assumption of that you know how people are going to respond to a particular situation, and even if it's how you would react, not everyone is going to react the same way. There really is going to be, I think, when you put a mother and, and a, a lot of mothers in a situation where they're children's lives and safety are concerned may re respond a little bit differently than uh than might make sense because i think there's that that primal instinct that protective instinct where the mother bear is going to come in and take charge well and it's not like she didn't react at all uh that's um and you know she's she looks despondent like she's about to give up until she sees the tattoo. Right. 
Yeah, yeah and, and and that that was unfortunate. Yeah, I knew that was how she was going to find her. It's like, why did they give us the tattoo thing? Oh, well, because that's that was the Chekhov's gun. Right. I did Chekhov's appreciate tattoo. though that they brought it back. You know, because <laughs> sometimes tattoo parlor. Yeah, because that's sometimes right. they just show you something like that, and and it is a three beat. Right. Because we see the anarchy book in the beginning. Then we see the tattoo on social media. It literally says my mom is going to kill me when she finds out. But then instead, at the end, it's the thing that the mother not only identifies her with, but instead of being angry, is so damn grateful for it. So that I thought was really interesting. And and I would give that little check off the pass. I was glad that they just didn't show it and drop it. Because sometimes in these movies, let's face it, they show you something like that and then it just vanishes and you never see it again. And it, but then I, but then I looked, and she's she's just stand, she's there, like in the front row with, and her hair is not even covering her face. I was like, was it? And it was the tattoo that you first noticed, right? So, well, because the mother was kneeling down in despair. Right. Well, and well, she the, was the, looking at all the feet going by. That's why that's she right, collapsed right. in despair because she yeah. realized she wasn't going to find her. Yeah, I, I mean, all these faces. Yeah. I mean, it, what, 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 I let's, let's it, put yeah. it this way: it, it was a, it was a great scene. But it was flawed. I think we can all agree on that. In some aspects. Also, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I didn't see any black people in the line. I think it's making a statement. Well, black people are better than us and don't belong in hell. Well, exactly. Well, th- this is a uh, film from Ireland, so the the demographics are much different over there however yes, know, how uh, no no but let me rephrase let me continue however like all those people who complained about the hbo chernobyl a uh, show and were upset there were no black people in that show you may have a point there mike <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was the uh, most ridiculous complaint ever in the history of the I internet i didn't hear that that's that's real dumb <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude, it was such a bullet. Did they even kill any black dogs? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's a good point. But that was, I was like, almost like had my. I know. I, I, I read that, that really... article and I just started laughing. Oh like, my God. So laughing. Sweet. Like I hadn't laughed that long in like a hundred years. I was like, oh my God. I, I'm, I'm just waiting for oh the Oh my the God. First... I can't even go there with this. I'm just waiting for the first <laughs> mainstream Chinese film to come to the United States and people say, why are they no. People except Chinese in this film. You know, so. <laughs> I, I will tell you one thing: there won't be any LGBTQ representation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but well, but then again, we got people that. That's that, that we're talking social media here, right? That the people are stupid. Social media is stupid. <laughs> it, it, it's just ridiculous. Anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, well, actually, I know why Mike. All the the people were Caucasian folk that were in the line because they're white devils with blue eyes. The blue eye devils. What do you think? Does it work? Yeah, yeah, it, it works. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Solved the problem. All right. So, um, but you know, if we're gonna go here, then we got to mention that Baphomet is black. Yeah, well, he's hairy. He could be underneath. He, he could be a different color. You know, like dogs, he's got black, black hair. You, yeah, you shave the black dog or a black cat. They they could. Who knows what this color of the skin are? No, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but that's a fair point, Mike. I mean, Eric, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, the best was um, can, can I get the last five minutes of my life back? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what this best? conversation is dumb. Let's move on. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Let's move on. Yeah, that is, that is dumb. Um, all right. So uh, what else do we want to talk about in this film that we may have missed specific scenes or anything of that nature? Anyone? Well, I talked about the shadow thing already, but I really liked when the kid was sitting there and it just starts forming in the background, the yeah, shadow of Yeah, that was really well done. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It, yeah, that I, creeped me out the most. Well, and 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 I thought that was the only thing we were ever going to see at Bathmet too. So. Me too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so so that, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this, this film had some moments that, yeah, that was, like Eric said, you know, it made you scary. So, yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, anything else? Anyone? Anyone? All right. So I guess. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I was muted. Um, okay. I just was. I was going to say, I was kind of surprised um, at how ballsy the ending of the movie was. Um, yeah, that was like good. you think. You know, she's she's successfully retrieved her daughter, and they're all going to live happily ever after. And then, oh no. It's just like the old lady said, it's the whole house. Um, right. And by the way, that that was the one scene I felt could have been taken from the film. I don't think we really got much from the daughter. Um, mm-hmm. And there was the scene where and there is the more. It's the whole house. That's clearly meant to be the it's coming from inside the house line where you go, oh, shit. And it just it just didn't, <laughs> and it just didn't land for me. And I didn't need it. I think to really for me to to get the ending because we've already seen it by that point fucking around with the entire house and not just the you know the the signs are over the doorways they're not just in the basement right um so it felt yeah. a little so it just felt like the that whole scene could have been taken out all it did was go away from the uh get the mother out of the house so dad could do something useful and find out that his computer's possessed well i'll I'll say this though um all that's fair, Mike. But Eric's point, which is he was shocked that they went there, meaning everybody's dead or and in hell. Um, that was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, no, it was the fact that they went on a downer ending. Yeah. Especially when you do a downer ending with children. Right. 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 Um, or an entire family, for that matter. Uh, right. That that's unusual. It's one thing if it's like one individual. A twenty-something with no children, you know, all those, you know, like uh, drag me to hell. Spoiler warning, you know, that's that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it kind of reminded me of like the end of uh, Krampus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And if they wanted to, I'm not saying they should, but but if they wanted to, they could do a sequel to this. Uh, where Mr. Car Accident Math Professor dude uh, comes sniffing around because they disappeared and starts messing around with the math. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, kind of wondering if they were setting up a sequel or something like that because of the, the fact that they developed a backstory to this character that yeah. we don't really need the backstory to the character for. Right. And there's a the whole same. Belgium house. They could that's do it, right. the oh. cellar in Belgium. That's true. <laughs> um, is a Belgian seller like a Belgian waffle? And, and what is it? Is it Walloon or is it Flemish? Oh my God, that is again. We, we, yes, we have to go into that. Uh, now, Kevin, you were going to say something. 
I, oh, I'm talking about Krampus because I mean, both had the the creatures that were all hairy with big with big hairy horn go- goat heads. Yeah, that's true. Krampus. Oh, yeah. kind of that way. And they kind of got yeah, stuck yeah. in a yeah, you know, in a never ending situation. Yeah. 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 I, I, I am mean, grateful though that the devil can be stopped by a door. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got to say one thing. It is good they all landed in hell because at least it's one less mother father that is giving us crap on the internet with their YouTubers and all that crap. We don't need more, any what more. What are you even talking about? Well, the mother and father. We're, we're going to promote these this crap. He on, doesn't on, like their job. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, okay, good. Two less of those. The way you said man. it made it sound like mothers and fathers in general would give you crap on the internet. I was like, what? Are you oh, yeah. well, you know what else I like too? And I did, have a, yeah. I did have a note on this, Eric, when you said ballsy before. I did <laughs> love the ballsiness, and I did actually write that in my notes, of them showing that underworld, and yet that underworld they showed was very, very simple. You know, that was a place where they could have gone nuts and blown their whole budget on, like, all these crazy, like, special effects, and they didn't. Well, that's They just I decided think, to show it as a gray, awful, think, eternal I, underworld, and I really well, like that. that. That's why I think I think this guy is a fan of Lu, Lucille Fulci, because it, it was literally a rip out of the beyond, the, that film. Yeah, Anybody, it was nice. You see the beyond that that was good too, um, yeah, yeah, it was really good. Although there, I will point out since again Eric had mentioned it was the Elementary, they did the same thing of the long list of people, long line of people waiting to get into hell. Yeah, yeah, and and they did it, and the house that Jack built too, kind of like that too. Yeah. Were you with us when we did Elementary? <laughs> person going to hell is having to wait to get in. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. Oh, that, that 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 that's that's one you should check out if you can find it. Is that uh, uh, the a Basque language? Basque. Is that the Basque, yeah, Basque one we did? Yeah, that is correct. Yes, that is correct. Yep, my fellow Iberians, fellow Iberians. I, th- I believe that's on Netflix, Chrissy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah part, part of my French ancestry are Basque. So, so there you go. There you go. The DNA, it says so. So, um, anyway, uh, any further things anybody want to say? Anything else? Anyone? I'm good. All right. So, uh, get into a couple of things, including uh, what we've been watching, but uh, one news of note that I wanted to bring up. Oh, it's not necessarily directly related to horror, but it was a, a major thing that occurred, unfortunately, which was the uh, passing of Naomi Judd. Uh, it was a terrible thing. Uh, mental health. Oh, I missed that. Oh, no, I missed it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was 76, and she died of mental health reasons. Uh, and it was announced today how it happened. Uh, she shot herself. Because oh, Jeez. Yeah, and Ashley uh, was in the house when it happened and didn't know. Oh. And walked in on, on her, finding her mother. Was, oh, and, my God. I, that's I, rare, I, a woman killing themselves with a gun. Yeah. Um, usually well, they try pills, right? Yeah, pills usually or, men, usually men kill themselves with guns, not women. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it was a few days before her induction into uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame too. Her and her 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 other daughter in Wyona. So it was a horrible thing. Um, I was in New York City in Brooklyn when it when it happened, and uh, the concert I was at, Lola Kirk, uh, whose newest album is All Country, um, learned Grandpa that song literally an hour before the concert um, and, and played it and she did an excellent performance, but it, it was a, it was a terrible thing. Yeah. So rest in peace. Um, also uh, a comic book author, um, artist, Neil Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Or George Perez. George, uh, Perez. Oh, George Perez. That's the guy. Uh, we've also both recently. Uh, yeah. And they, these yeah. are like legends. Yeah. These were legitimate legends in the, in the, the field. So, um, yeah, and I grew up reading, especially George Perez. Neil Adams was uh, yeah. not as was active when time. I was really reading, but yeah, he's and he's pretty much one of the main reasons why, like Batman. Sorry, Eric had a resurgence as a character, um, and, and went a long way to, to redeveloping the his stories, along with uh, artist Denny O'Neill, who passed away, writer Denny O'Neill, who passed away a few years ago. Um, how old was Adams? I, I actually I don't know. Uh, oh, Perez was sixty-seven. I know that. I think he had right, cancer. and he had cancer. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Perez was a was a legend. You know, it's one of those things where you uh, when you you know, everyone just knows it at the time. Uh, yeah, I have his. Uh, his and that's what I'm wearing right now. Really well done. Actually, I think uh, this this picture of Wonder Woman on my shirt is is from him. To be honest, but yeah, yeah, yes. I have a signed comic uh, Teen Titans one by him. Yeah, I know. I probably have a few because I. No, I met him at least once. Um, and right. uh, Neil Adams, I know I'd met a couple of times. Daniel Neil, I met a couple of times when he was doing the, the comic convention stuff back in the turn of the century. Yeah, indeed. Years ago. Um, so, 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 yeah, some uh, major passings, uh, both in the genre and in mainstream uh, stuff, as, as we just mentioned. So rest in peace to Adams, Naomi Judd, and Mr. Perez. Uh, very sad news. All three. Uh, and uh, anybody who has mental health issues, uh, we always talk about it. Suicide.org is probably the best location to go to because that lists every number for every country in the entire world. Uh, because, again, we do have listeners that aren't from the United States. So the, the, hot, the suicide hotline in the United States obviously wouldn't work for folks in Canada or Ireland or England or Australia or wherever folks listen to us. But suicide.org has all that information for any country out there, no matter where you are from. Um, all right. So any other news anybody want to bring up before we get into what we've been watching? Anyone? All right. So uh, let's get into what we've been watching. Uh, since Chrissy, you're, you haven't been on for a while. Uh, what do you got? Well, I just watched uh, Nova, the um – Dinosaur Apocalypse. It's two episodes, and in that they go over. It's a two I saw your post on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's a two-hour documentary, and it's about all of their discoveries at Tanis in North Dakota, and how they have managed to pin down certain things that they've discovered to the actual last day of the dinosaurs when the um, asteroid hit. So that's fascinating. Um, I have seen. Oh my gosh, I've been watching a lot of stuff, mostly documentaries though, but um I did watch the Three Mile Island documentary on Netflix, 
that's four episodes. episodes. Oh my God, that is phenomenal. And and especially if you don't really have an understanding of Three Mile Island, like I didn't because it was so young. I was so young when it happened. And also it wasn't just one thing like Chernobyl. It was like, okay, it was this, they did this and boom, it happened. You know, three mile Island, there were a lot of other more complicated things going on. And so, um, I do highly recommend that. Um, I did watch the documentary on Shamblin, Gwen Shamblin. Um, and I think that was on HBO max, um, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. So again, that's about um, a church in Tennessee. Um, and basically, it's a cult. I shouldn't say it's a church. Church, It is a cult. And um, they were both killed, I guess, her and the husband were both killed like a couple of years ago in a plane crash. And so all this stuff came out. Um, Horror-wise, I have watched um, The Twin um, I have been watching an awful lot of documentaries on Mount St. Helens because of the short story that I've been working on. Um, and I've been reading, I've read a couple of books on Mount St. Helens. I've actually read a couple of novels. Um, and I don't know, gosh, it seems like there's other, it seems like I've just been watching a lot of stuff lately, but for me to actually like put my finger on um, what I watched right now without having my memory jogged, um, I wouldn't really know. Um, I know there was, oh gosh, there was one movie I saw recently I really liked. Oh, and I am going to go see Josh Gates live in August. So th- I, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. But those are documentaries that I highly recommend if anybody is interested. In, oh, and I've been watching Minx on HBO Max, which is also really good. It's very funny. Um, and that's it. So horror-wise, I have you going to you seen? What's that thing you said? Josh Gates. Marcus? Josh Gates. He is the host of the old Destination Truth. He's the host of Destination Unknown. He is the host of Expedition Unknown. Um, I think it's Expedition Unknown, not Destination Unknown. Um, uh, Legendary Locations. He's like a, a, he's an archaeologist and he goes around the world. And, you know, tells you all these neat stories. Actually, any of our listeners would probably very much appreciate Josh Gates because he does pretty much go to all of these places and investigates and talks about all of these very strange things. You know, there's history, there's weird folklore, there's urban legends, um, He, you know, just odd things. So that's definitely something that would appeal to our listeners. Um, you can find all of his series on Discovery Plus. Um, but he's going to be here in Connecticut live on August 5th. And Nathan and I got front row VIP tickets with like a photo opportunity with him or something. What, so what, uh, what, what's, what town is he in? He's going to be in uh, Torrington up here at the Warner Theater. <laughs> so that's about 45 minutes north of me, about an hour north of me. My housemate actually plays shows at the Warner like as a musician. So there's, you know, it's I know it. Um, nice. So. That, but that's that's what's been going on with me. I've just been doing a lot of reading. Um, 30, the new issue of 34 Orchard has since also come to pass, and that is out. Issue 5 is out, and it's free, so you can get your free copy at 34orchard.com. That's what I've been up to. Hopefully you guys can be um, have better recommendations for the listeners than I do, although everything I saw was really awesome. So worth All checking right, sounds out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Eric, what do you got? 
Um, well, I've mostly been watching uh, TV shows. Uh, I spent a lot of time on a streaming service watching the best show ever. Of course, I'm talking about The Shield, uh, oh, which is available yeah. on Hulu. I, you were gonna say uh, I got you, Phil. You uh, get it good. <laughs> I also watched uh, season four of Ozark on Netflix. Um, that show's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make him go into convulsions. I know. That's <laughs> mean. My goal. No, uh, Ozark is is a great show. Um, I found the series finale to be a a little bit unsatisfying for me personally. Um, but uh, it was sure a fun ride along the way. I'll say that. Uh, and plus that show has always just looked absolutely fantastic. I'm pretty sure they shoot it in 4K because uh, particularly some of the night shots they have with lights reflecting off water and everything just look amazing. Uh, so the, the production quality is second to none. Yeah, uh, but I, I think it just yeah, lost think, something when uh, when they got rid of uh, Naked Harris Yulin. <laughs> naked Harris I don't get that. The the old guy, when when you didn't see the old man walk around naked for the the early episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was the best. Uh, what's that character's name? But you completely uh, Buddy. forgot about Buddy. 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 Yeah, yes. He was the best, yeah. So if you want to see a good show on Netflix, watch Ozark. Uh, and if you want to see the show... Uh, that really paved the way for all the shows like Breaking Bad and Ozark, then check out The Shield on Hulu. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, I thought that I'm, was I'm The not, Sopranos. I, I would not disagree with you, Eric. Uh, I would also say the penultimate episode and the finale were not as satisfactory as I had hoped, but uh, it was still it was still good enough, the, the, those two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I'm still playing a lot of uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it is definitely a time sucky game. Um, let's see. I did go see The Northman, uh, which I liked. Uh, but I, I you could say it with me, it, it is probably trim a little bit here or there. Uh, but it's good. <laughs> Um, we had, I had some teenagers, we would be a short film. Yeah. I had some, <laughs> I had some teenagers in the back of the theater. Uh, it didn't really bother me. I know it bothered, there was, only, there was like me, another guy and this group of teenagers and the group of teenagers. I don't know why the fuck they paid to see a movie that uh, was, it was subtitled or, you know, just, or, or had a lot of subtitles in it. And so, you know, this weird artistic Viking film and, uh, yeah, but they they were like clearly lost. They were like laughing like the way kids do when they don't know how to process something because they Did just you thought beat it them was ridiculous. No, I just let the other guy do it. Um, cool, as long as it got done. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it was a good film. I don't. I actually, I, I was not a fan of the lighthouse. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, but I, I recognize the, car, the the craftsmanship that was there. I like this film. I actually might think it's his weakest film, maybe, but uh, I still liked it. So I could recommend that. By the time you hear this, it might be out of theaters already. Um, I went to see Doctor Strange because, you know, Marvel nerd. Uh, a lot of Sam Raimi stuff. And uh, even though uh, Sam Raimi did uh, get sucked into the Disney filmmaking industry he did find time to do the thing that he does the best which is uh, abuse bruce campbell uh 
Well, and let me let me ask you, Mike. I've heard I've heard some stuff about Doctor Strange. One thing I've heard is that it's kind of a horror movie. So that has me intrigued as to whether I might enjoy it. But I've also heard that you really just need to know everything Marvel in order to understand what's going on. Uh, Can you not ev- that for me? Not everything Marvel. There's things that, and it's, I mean, it's, it's got horror elements in it. It's not like an R-rated horror film. Um, there's certainly Sam Raimi stuff. There are things that would be really useful to know going into it. A lot of it you can figure out. Um, and actually, that was one thing I saw with an interviewer. They said that one of the things they've learned in test screenings is not just, you know, what the audience is confused by, but what they understand and that you have to stop beating them over the head with it. Um, but there's a there's a primary story element from the show WandaVision which if you don't have Disney Plus, you probably haven't seen and therefore might not know what the hell is going on uh, with the character of uh, Wanda the Scarlet Witch. But And it, that plays a big role. But I don't think anything other than that, if you can follow the concept of a multiverse, it's not really not that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it is definitely going to be an issue where there's, there is some stuff that it's... It's not everything. Right? If you didn't see Captain America or Winter Soldier, you'll be fine if you... you in CNN game, gotcha. I don't think you'd be a problem. Oh, yeah. um, but it's the oh, Spider-Man, of, right? Or even Spider-Man No Way Home. It's it's referred to kind of obliquely, but um, you don't you, you don't need to have seen it. It's made like there's one line, one throwaway line, and that's about it. All right. So, All right, um, let's see. And I did watch the first episode, uh, the second one dropped yesterday, of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is kind of getting Star Trek back to an episodic format. Uh, Anson Mount is really good as... Uh, Mount. Anson Mount is really good as the uh, Captain Christopher Pike, who is the long-established, long, long, 1966-established cap, previous captain of the Enterprise before James Kirk. Um, and so it's setting us back into that time period and they do, a, they, they, so far in the one episode did a nice job of, uh, getting us back to something of a more classic feel. And I understand the purpose of the, uh, the more ongoing narratives of the other new series, but it's nice to have something that's, that's a deliberate throwback. And I think that's about everything. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Um, so I was getting caught up on Ozark. Um, I'm, I'm really behind, um, but I finished the first season and enjoyed it. Um, also watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds and enjoying that. And of course, Halo. Um, <laughs> last episode I didn't really enjoy, but hopefully that will turn around on the next episode. Um, and also I've been playing. Just came out today, as a matter of fact, the next episode. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but. Um, yeah, and then I'm also playing Lord of the Rings Online. Uh, they're having their anniversary, or they were having their anniversary event, so I was playing that a bit in the last week. And, and what was that? What were you playing? Lord of the Rings Online. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, also, uh, have you been playing any uh, Resident Evil Village, by the way? No. Really? But you got and me on those art part. you again, just to piss you off. <laughs> Well, it's a running joke now. Um, all right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you. Well, I'll, I'll just say mine. Uh, I 
Star Ozark, and uh, that's it. Nothing else. And I already talked about that in a prior episode. So uh, let's go with you, Kevin. Yeah, uh, let's see. I haven't been watching a whole lot recently just because I've been stuck on a, a project for work that I finally finished. Thank God. And uh, so I'm taking the rest of the week off. But um, I during my breaks, I, I have a... Uh, Oculus uh, game, so I was playing this. I forgot the name of it. It's a, it's kind of a problem. It's a puzzle solving, but also a first person shooter, but with uh, archery. So you're, you're shooting robots essentially that are trying to kill you, and that's fun. So um, it's a first person puzzle game with archery and robots that are killing you. Yes, that is a very narrow genre. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, well, it was fun. I solved it. Um, but then uh, on HBO Max, I was watching. I, I kind of got into a, a DC uh, animated. You know, I wouldn't call it movie because they're they're barely even an hour. They're 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 just over an hour long. But I've been watching a few of those. Uh, and some are good. Some are not so much. But I I was enjoying watching them. And my wife and I are. I mean, this is. Definitely not horror, not genre related, but we are. There's a, a in, an internet TV series called The Chosen. It's it's a, it's about the life of Jesus and the disciples, just kind of, but taking a little bit of a kind of kind of trying to go into the background. So they're kind of doing a little bit of artistic license with it. But yeah, I'm that's sure. that's excellent, Kevin. We've been watching that too, actually. Yeah, I mean we we watched. I mean we watched all of it as they. They were coming out, but uh, season three is coming out soon, and so we're we we are rewatching seasons one and two, and we're 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 still enjoying them very much. Uh, it's it's a it's controversial, of course. It's Christian, so of course there's got to be controversies, but yeah, we're we're enjoying it. All right, sounds good. Yeah, uh, it's really it's really dark. I mean, it almost plays like a horror series. I definitely think if if some listeners might like it, if they can get into it. The, the, this is about Jesus and the disciples, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, there are demon possessed people, but that's probably the the most horror I've seen. Really, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about with horror elements, but oh, yeah, okay, that sounds good. well. Please feel free to watch it. I, I'm enjoying it, and it's it, it's definitely an interesting take on the whole story, just because it gives backgrounds of the they focus more they focus almost as much on the disciples as they do Jesus himself, and so that's that's an well, interesting. Well, yeah, like is it Matthew who has OCD? Uh he's almost autistic. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's a lot of like darker elements in this. It's very yeah, realistic. Yeah. I think people will but relate I mean, to it. That be but there are funny moments in that because of the because of the autism. Well, not because of the autism, but because of Matthew's way of of doing math numbers in his head and things like that. I mean, uh, like one of the other characters is also like a big math does math in his head. And one point they see somebody and it's like, what are the odds that? He'd be here at the same town as us, and the other two are sitting there, like, like counting on their fingers, looking up in the sky. And the guy looking at both of them says, "You're actually working the odds, aren't you?" And they're like, "Oh, that was a rhetorical question." You know, I mean, it was fun, fun stuff like that. 
But I mean, yeah, there there are some really good scenes that I really enjoyed. All right, sounds good. Um, so that's pretty much it. So uh, we can give our final thoughts on this film here that we watched tonight. Before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Askancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one. Excellent. And Barrett, uh, me and you and sometimes Kevin and other co-hosts do another podcast? The Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Yeah, we do uh, films that don't make it to dark discussions. We do various things like LGBTQ month. Um, we are a little bit on hiatus right now because we're doing the Halo podcast, but we will be back soon. All right. And uh, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric uh, do another podcast? Uh, that is Cinema a la Carte, which is where we make uh, where we cover films. Uh, personal favorites of ours that are not dark discussions material. Uh, we have done films such as uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think was the was that the last one we did? Um, uh, no, Three Billboards. Three Billboards of Ebbing, Missouri, uh, and then one from Eric was um, The Edge. So uh, there's still some overlap with dark discussions, uh, but, you know, again, not quite horror films either. So that's the three of us, and that's done whenever we can squeeze in our schedule. It is not nearly as regular as Dark Discussions podcast. Right, sounds good. And uh, Barrett, uh, me, you, Mike, and Sean Fox are doing a television podcast that you kind of already mentioned a little bit. What's that? Yeah, Cortana's Communiques. Uh, we're doing a weekly podcast on the show, and we're seven episodes in, and we have two more to go. All right, very good. Uh, and Chrissy, you do things. I do. I have my fingers in lots of pies. Um, you can catch up with me on Facebook or uh, just look for Christy Peterson Schoonover, or you can visit my website at ChristyPetersonSchoonover.com. All right, sounds good. All right, so let's get our final thoughts on this film here. So, uh, Eric, what, what was your final thoughts on The Cellar? The Cellar. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, it's not a great movie. It's not a classic. Uh, but if you have Shudder, it's definitely worth your time to check it out. Uh, I thought the atmosphere was great. I thought the acting was good. Um, little plot questions I had, uh, but I typically tend to overthink those things. It's just an Eric thing. Um, so I would recommend checking it out if you've got the Shutter streaming service for sure. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, it's a really good film. Uh, it's not perfect, but uh, it's it's a top-notch film but for sure. Uh, it does what horror films should do, uh, which is creep out factors and scares and such. So, uh, yeah, big thumbs up. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, uh, it's not my favorite film of the year, but uh, it might be the one that's given me the the biggest willies. Um, so, uh, well, actually, no. There's that one scene in. No, uh, no, Mike, you don't have. Oh, sorry. Ow. I do. So, uh, yeah, I I definitely <clears> recommend <throat> it, especially since you can if you're already subscribing to Shutter. Um, it's for lack of a better term, free. All right, sounds good, uh, Chrissy. Oh, I like this. I'm going to give it a big thumbs up, um, especially if you have Shudder. I mean, we all watch a lot of stuff on Shudder. I'm sure all the guys can agree with me. And, like, this is definitely one of the good, the better choices. 
I almost said gooder. Seriously, this is one of the this is you're one tired. of the better shutter choices. If you're going down the list and you're like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, definitely one of the better ones. I think this is a lot of fun. Um, you can choose to, you know, go a little more deep with it, or you can just kind of relax and enjoy it. But I, I really believe what I said um, on my Facebook post, Phil. I think there's a little bit of something for everybody in here. Um, I like this movie a lot. So yes, go for it. Sounds good. Uh, Mr. Lutz. Yeah, um, I'm going to echo what a lot of other what uh, everybody else has been saying so far. Yes, it is a good one. It's not a a classic, but it's definitely worth a watch. Um, You know, it's it it's one of Shutter's better movie Shutter Shutter originals, better movies. So, yeah, if you have Shutter, it's definitely worth a watch. All right, sounds good. And Bert? Yeah, I like this one. It's gooder. Um, it's especially <laughs> especially compared to Scary on 61st. If you're going to watch something on Shudder, definitely watch this before you watch that. Amen. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't see that one. Thank you for taking uh, one for the team on that one. <laughs> uh, it was terrible. Terrible. Anyway, all right, so uh, that was, uh, once again, The Cellar. Uh, it can be found on Shudder. Um, it is directed by Brandon Maldowney and stars Alicia Cuthbert, as well as Ian McKen. Um, the film, um, as we all said, is pretty solid, and maybe you should check it out. You can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com and give us your thoughts, or you can join the Dark Discussion Podcast Facebook group and give us your thoughts there, or you can email us through the Contact Us menu choice on darkdiscussions.com as well. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave this out? All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about the seller. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. <laughs>